So I hope that you all have been diligent in trying to recite the metta. Some people walking around like in a daze, some people were sort of getting bored. <laughs> I don't know how effectively it has been. But anyway, that is one way of settling your mind. If you keep your mind focused on just doing the chanting, then it will definitely help you cut down thoughts yeah, about your worldly affairs. And this will lay a very good foundation when we go on to open events. But before we do that, let's have a silent review of all the slides that we saw this morning. Go back to our other anchor. This morning I was explaining other anchor in terms of focused awareness, which you did by practicing or reciting the matter, loving kindness, versus the, the two lines from the Karuniya Metta Sutta. So this is called focused awareness because you only focus on one thing, you just keep on chanting that and 
you don't tend to any other objects. If they come, you just don't follow them, you don't reject them, you just leave them aside and you come back to your primary focus. Now, as I said, this will lead to static samadhi. Static in the sense that you are just focusing on a single object which is the same all the time and the objects are not changing. Now, this other anchor principle can also be used for open awareness and it can also bring about composure. So how does it work? For open awareness, you still do the similar things. You still accept that whatever happens is the product of cause and conditioning. There's one additional thing you do under D. You don't just reject and don't just follow, but you also don't ignore it. This is the important principle. If you reject something that is dosa or aversion, if you follow something, then that is greed, attachment. If you ignore it, it's delusion, because you don't know what's happening. Alright? So when you do focused awareness and you ignore all those distractions, you are not cultivating wisdom. You are only trying to settle your mind. Keep your mind with a particular object so that it doesn't get disturbed or distracted by especially thoughts and emotions about the past or the future. So in open awareness, if you just ignore, you can also ignore in open awareness, but if you ignore, then it will also give you composure. But I'm teaching open awareness as a, a means for you to step over to practice of wisdom. So we start off by not ignoring these objects, these thoughts, feelings, perceptions that arise in us. We know what they are, but still we do not reject and we do not follow them. You don't reject, you don't follow, you don't ignore. So what do you do? You acknowledge them. Acknowledge whatever it is. It is a thought, it is an emotion, it is a feeling, it is a perception, it is a comment, it is a criticism. Whatever it is, it is a judgmental comment on yourself or others. Whatever it is, you acknowledge it for what it is. Some of you might have done the Mahasi method and you were already very expert in labeling what things are. But you don't have to label. You just know what sort of thought it is, what sort of emotion it is. You just know and then you let go. But how do you let go? You let go by anchoring the mind to the five senses instead of to one single object. What you were doing this morning and you were doing focused awareness, focusing on just chanting or reciting the metta. Whatever distracting thoughts that you had, you did not attend to them. You were not interested in what they were, you just put them aside and then you come back to your chanting. That's what you did this morning. Now, instead of coming back to a single object, what you do is you come back to the senses, the five senses. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling with your body. Any of the five senses. As long as you are with the five senses, you are as close to the present as you can get. Why? Because the five senses can only take present objects. If your mind is just following what is happening at the five senses, it is following the immediate past, the so-called present. So the moment you hear something, you're aware you hear. The moment you feel something, you're aware you feel. So that keeps you in the so-called present. And when you're in the present, when your mind is engrossed in the present, it has no time to think about things of the past or the future. Right? It's a simple principle. Same as when you're reciting the metta. You just keep on reciting and your mind doesn't think of anything. It's the same principle, but the only difference is that in focused awareness, 
you just use one object. In open awareness, use many objects, multiple objects. So you are aware of the five senses, and things are happening all the time at the five senses. You are seeing, you are hearing, you are, well, maybe not so much in your tongue and your nose now, but when you were eating, all your senses are activated. But now you are sitting here, your tongue and your nose might not be very active, but the rest of your senses are. You can see, you can hear, and you can also feel with your body. Very much. So when I say be aware of the five senses, which one do you go to? And how long do you stay there? Now, this practice is, as I mentioned right at the outset, what I'm teaching is more subject-oriented and not so object-oriented. We are not so interested in what is happening with the object. If you have done, for example, an object-oriented practice, like Monastic Method, for example, you watch the rising and falling, there's a primary object, anything happens, you watch the sound, you are aware of the thoughts, thinking, thinking, planning, planning, and then you come back to rising and falling. And then you walk, you walk very slowly, trying to be aware of all the movements in your legs. Okay, that is object-oriented. You are looking at the objects, trying to understand the objects. But here, we are not so interested in the objects. We are making use of the objects only as a means to anchor the mind. As long as the mind gets anchored there, it's not, it doesn't have time to think of the past or the future. We just want to anchor the mind not so interested in looking at the details of the objects. Okay? You have to keep this in mind. There's a big difference between the object-oriented practice and the subject-oriented practice. We are still making use of objects, but only as a means, and we are not interested in seeing the details of the objects. Just the bare. So that's why I have created another very simple motto for you. It's called free and easy touch and go. Okay, what is meant by free and easy touch and go? Free in the sense of allow your mind to move freely among the senses. That means it could be seeing, with hearing, with smelling, with tasting, with body sensations, whichever is prominent. You allow the mind to move freely around. And you don't try to tie the mind to one single object, like hiking and falling, or to your breath. No. You allow the mind to move freely among the senses. Now, when I say easy, it means to say that you relax. Because the senses are actually being stimulated all the time. And then the easy, in the sense that you take it easy. Because many things are happening at the senses all the time. And then, if you are a perfectionist, you might try to notice every single thing that is happening. You might try. When you try to do that, you get a headache. Yeah, because too many things are happening. You cannot be noticing every single thing. So, take it easy means you just lay back and just allow the mind to pick up whatever it can. Ah. It's just like, in the evening, after you've done all your chores, you sit down in front of your TV, just sit down and just watch what's happening. Right? You don't have to be involved in what's happening. You just lay back and see what's happening. So in that way, for free and easy, touch and go is in reference to the object. When you notice an object, once you notice it, don't stay there. Touch and go. Once you notice it, then you ask yourself, what else can the mind be aware of besides this object? Uh, this is particularly relevant to people who have trained their minds for a long time just focusing on a single object. For example, the rising and falling or the breath. I mean, this is something new to you. So the moment you sit down, the moment you try to meditate, the mind will automatically go to your breath or go to your rising and falling. Now, don't fight with it. See, the mind automatically goes there, let it stay there, but ask the mind. But besides the breath, what else can the mind be aware of happening of the senses. Now you have to keep on reminding yourself to ask that question because the mind has been trained to just focus on one object. So in order to 
train it to do something else, you have to remind it again and again, and you have to be patient. Don't try to fight with the mind, because everything is a product of causes and conditions. The mind has been conditioned to operate in that way. So you let it be, but you try to slowly open up the senses. Besides the breath, what else can the mind be aware of? And you do this with the eyes open. So the mind will automatically be aware of things outside. Uh, and maybe that's one of the complaints of people who are so used to closing their eyes and meditating on the breath or the rising and falling. The moment they open their eyes, they don't know how to meditate because the mind will start to make stories. People, you know, see this and that and then start to make stories and make connections. But be patient because this practice is oriented towards daily life and in your daily life, your eyes are open most of the time. So you have to train the mind to be mindful when the eyes are open. Then slowly, you will get used to it. Now, when your thoughts become more obvious, that's because you have trained your mind to attend your thoughts. I think most people nowadays, um, they live up in their brains most of the time. Yeah, They are not aware of what is happening to their senses. Even if they are taking a shower or so, they think of something. Even if they are taking a walk or so, they think of something. They drive a car or so, they think of something. They are not in the present, they are not aware of what is happening to the totality of their senses. They are all living up only in the one sense, and there is the mind dog. So that is not a healthy thing to do. You have a body, and the body is got all of the senses there. You should actually fully experience what is happening at the senses including the mind. But then I'd like to ask that if the thought is prominent, how could we anger? Because the, the senses is not prominent, but the thought is prominent. <laughs> so, for a start, if you think that the mind is, thoughts are more prominent, then you ask yourself, this is the shortcut to what I tell you just now. Just ask yourself a simple question. If the mind is not caught up in thoughts, memories, visions, what can the mind be aware of happening at the senses? Okay? And you keep on asking yourself that question. So you will remind the mind not to get caught up in thoughts. The moment it gets caught up in thoughts, then you ask the mind, what can it be aware of happening at the senses? Then you bring it back to the senses. Now, to say that the senses are not obvious and only the mind is obvious is not really very reasonable, especially when your eyes are open. When eyes are open, you see, how can you say my thought is more obvious than what I see? <laughs> so, really easy, touch and go. And to really understand the simple acronym of other anchor, you just have to remember other anchor to compose your mind. But not that type of anchor. Okay. <laughs> so now let's have some practical. So far, is it clear? You do a bit of practice here, and then after that you are going outside there to do practice, you have got more exposure to your senses. Especially more variety of sounds and sights things moving. Here is kind of static. Here only the aircon sound and my voice. Okay, anyway, start off by sitting with your back straight, head straight, eyes open. Your eyes are open, but maintain an unfocused gaze. What does that mean? There are two ways that you can maintain an unfocused gaze. One is, for example, you are looking at me. Instead of focusing on me, you focus on the space in between you and me. The moment you do that, then it becomes defocused. I am no longer clear. You can see a rough shape and colors, but you cannot see the features of my face. So that is what I mean by maintain an unfocused case. Yeah? You can do that by 
adjusting your focus to space in between you and an obvious object. That's one way. Another way is to look into infinity. When you look into infinity, same thing happens. Everything becomes out of focus. And because things are out of focus, then you get a bigger view, a wider view of things. When you focus your attention, then you only focus to one point, to a small area. When you defocus, then things have a wider view of things. So that is the point. I want you to have a wider view of things, being aware of things happening in the senses, not just focusing on any single thing. Okay? So sit, you can back straight. Unless you have a back problem, please don't lean on the chair. Back straight, head straight, body relaxed, shoulders relaxed. Open your eyes and maintain an unfocused gaze. And ask yourself a simple question. If the mind is not caught up in thoughts, feelings, perceptions, visions, imagination, what can the mind be aware of happening at the senses? Free and easy, touch and go. Allow the mind to move freely among the senses. Take it easy. You don't have to notice every single thing that is happening with the senses. Touch and go. Once the mind becomes aware of a sense object, don't hold on to it. Don't stay there. Ask the mind, what else can it be aware of? And move on. Back straight, hold straight, eyes open, relax and be still.
accept all things, don't reject although all is known, acknowledge them, anchor mind in the five senses. Free and easy, touch and go at the five senses. Other anchor, rule of thumb, still the monkey mind. Please try to keep your eyes open. If you are sleepy or drowsy after a meal, even more important to keep your eyes open. Okay, we are going out to the veranda or the balcony soon, to the entrance, to do a more realistic open awareness instead of within a confined environment, a room like this. But before we do that, any questions about uh, open awareness? Are instructions clear enough? Anything that is not clear that you need to elaborate, explain? Monday, just to clarify that the things that I are doing is right or wrong. Because now you say that we try to blur the, the vision, then after that, try to sense for senses, right? So then, once I blur, then I feel that my feet is cold. Then I just acknowledge it's cold. Then you hear about all the humming sound, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. the sound there, yeah, then yeah. This, 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 that yeah, is right, the method, right. right, to move. Yes, you can move around from one sense door to another. Like, for example, the body, you can move from your soles, your buttocks, to your shoulders. You know what I mean? Different sensations in your body. And then you can also listen to sounds and then be aware of uh, colors and see what's happening in your mind and then go around again. So the moment, let's say one senses, then, okay, it's cold, then try to sense, ask the mind which, which one, then move again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on moving. In the beginning, you need a bit of what you call directed awareness. You direct the mind. You notice this, you go there and notice this, notice that. But later on, it becomes automatic. You don't have to go and direct the mind to go and look at this or look at that or notice this. You just step back and the mind will move by itself. And you just look, just observe. Okay. One day, 
if we already said, for example, we are aware of the sound, the aircon sound, after some time, can we come back to the sound yeah, again? Yeah, can. Sure. And can we purposely, let's say for the eye, we look at something, after we just purposely look at something else, the something else we are looking at? That is already focused. I ask you to defocus. When you defocus, you are not looking at any particular object. When you defocus, you can see things as a whole, but you are not focusing on any particular object. So you don't move your eye to see one object to another object to another object, no. But you say you must so-called anchor in one sensation? Only touch and go. You are aware of seeing, and then you are aware of the body, wherever the body is prominent. It could be your buttocks, it could be your the soles of your feet, it could be your skin, whatever it is, once you know already, you move on. Ask the body, what else can you know? Oh, meaning, when we look at object, we don't look at it clearly, we just blur it and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know, touch and go. You don't want to go inside there to understand the details of the object. How about the body sensation? Let's say, for example, I feel neck ache. So, should I focus it and then... No, you just know it's a back ache. Alright? And then let go, be aware of something else. And then you might come to be aware of your soul's touching the floor, it's cold. Or you can be aware of sound, you can be aware of colors in front of you. And then you keep on moving one to another. Don't hold on to any single object. That means the mind is moving here and there. Sort of like that. <laughs> it's moving from one sense object to another, but it's different from restlessness. Thinking of things. It's not thinking. It's just aware of sense objects. Okay, thank you. Okay. Anyone else? I, Bante, I think, yeah, what I can feel that this sister, she's asking in speech. Before this, we are to investigate that pain. But now you're asking us, know the pain, and then, okay, what else? What else? What yeah, 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 what yeah else? correct, correct. There's a difference. When you have pain, you watch the mind's reaction to the pain. Liking, disliking. Alright, then you must ask the mind to relax, accept, put it aside and be aware of other things, not the pain itself. Pande, in that sense, do you move your mind from senses to senses on purpose or does, do you just let whatever that comes up to your senses and you just look at the prominent one? As I said just now, initially, when you start to learn, you have to use some directed awareness to direct the mind. To go to here, go here, be aware of this and that. Initially, but after some time, then the mind knows what to do. You just step back and allow the mind to just move and pick up whatever is obvious. Understand? Okay? So, but don't jump the gun. If you are not there yet, you have to do a bit of pushing, directed awareness. Take time. No, Banding. The awareness uh, actually is our senses, not outside the job, right? So we just aware our senses during uh, when here, okay, we know here. Okay, it's not the object, not the sound. It's our senses, right? Right. You see, what happens, let's say, in the hearing process, in the experience of hearing, there is the sound. There is also the ear consciousness. And there's also the ear base. When you're aware of the experience of seeing, sometimes the mind goes to the sound. Sometimes the mind goes to the hearing consciousness. Sometimes the mind goes to the ear base, the sensitive part of the ear. So you don't have to direct your mind to know which particular thing. You just have to know the hearing process as a whole, and whatever the mind wants to pick up, let it pick up. It could be the sound, it could be hearing consciousness, it could be the ear base. But whatever it picks up, don't hold on to it. Don't go deep to investigate. You just know, let go, go on to the next object. Right? Anyone else? Mati, I have a question. When I blur my vision, I can fall asleep very easily. <laughs> how, how to overcome that? This defocused awareness or defocused gaze is meant for people who are alert and not sleepy. 
If you are sleepy, then you have to use another strategy. It's called point and shoot, kick and run. Okay? These are for sleepy heads. What we do here, this is the opposite to free energy touch and go. In free energy touch and go, you just lay back and let things happen. Just if your mind is already alert and energetic. If your mind is sleepy, drowsy, you can't do that. You allow the mind to take it easy, you'll fall asleep. So what you do is you point and shoot. Point in the sense of you direct your attention to something. Shoot in the sense that you focus on it. For example, if you're sleepy, you open your eyes and you don't defocus. You focus. If you're sleepy, you focus. You focus on a particular object, look at it just for a while and then move on to the next object. Focus on maybe your touch point somewhere in your body. Alright? Or focus on the sound. Move around. You point means you aim at a particular sense object. Shoot in the sense of you focus on it just for a moment. Hit and run means you don't stay there. You go on to the next object. And you don't do that for the same sense storm. Which means to say, you don't point and shoot from one touch point to another. You point and shoot one touch point, you hit and run and go on to hearing. And then from hearing, you go on to seeing. And then you come back to touch. So you move around the senses when you're sleepy. Because if you're sleepy and you move around the same body sense from one touch point to another, you can also fall asleep. <laughs> so you have to move quickly from one touch point to another. Another thing you could do is, once you focus on an object, then the mind will start to think. Maybe recognize an object and think about what the object is for or how it is connected to somebody you know or whatever. Whatever happens, you know that, okay, because the eye has seen something, then the mind is thinking. But don't get carried away by the thoughts. Immediately let it go and then come back to another object. Right? So this one is point and shoot, kick and run. Pante, I'm uh, just a little bit confused here again. You were saying that we try to direct my ear, but on the previous side of my learning of the uh, meditation, we try to make the mind rather no attachment totally. That means we do not want to think of anything. So, where shall I go from here? I remember that we were, when we were learning the Vipassana, the Arahant don't have thoughts. And his thoughts, uh, whenever he wants to. So it means that we try not to have thoughts at all if we can. No. Or then the thoughts keep coming that we keep pressing it down, pressing it down so that we don't want to let the talk uh, come up. Is it? Uh, which way? No, I've been explaining this back from the beginning. I'm saying that we are trying to develop composure. Composure means the mind is not distracted by thoughts, feelings and perceptions. There may be thoughts, feelings and perceptions, but the mind is not distracted by them. The mind does not get involved in them. You just notice them, let them go, and then come back again to the senses. That is composure. As long as you are a human being, it's impossible not to have thoughts. Even Arahans doesn't have thoughts. Yeah, it's just that they don't have useless, idle thoughts. They have useful thoughts, and they think what they want to think. But, I think of Arahan now we are still... Okay, <laughs> kindergarten. So, let's try to just compose the mind. The first way I taught you is the focus awareness, which is chanting the Sistino. Uh, that is focus awareness. Now I'm teaching you open awareness. This is a, a different technique, but this is also very useful for daily life. Okay. Somebody else will ask. Bande, uh, regarding just now you were saying the blurred object, like me, I'm wearing a spectacle. Will it help that I take out my spectacle so that I won't see clearly the object in front? In real life, you're not going to do that, right? In real life, you have to wear your spectacles to walk around. Yeah, but when you come to this practice, so no, when you're too focused, I think 
you have you take out the spectacle so you won't be you will be blur so you are not so focused. Well, I mean, it can be an aid, but you should not be dependent on it. <laughs> you could try that for a while and to get a sense of what it means to have uh, defocused gaze. Then there, you know, the trick will be put on your spectacles and do it with the spectacles. Okay, anyone else? Okay, done. So let's go out and do some spectacle outside there. Some of you might want to stand, some of you might want to sit. If you want to sit, you can take out your chairs and sit outside there, uh, facing the road. So you face the road, look at the trees, look at the sky, but don't focus on any objects. Remember to maintain an unfocused gaze. Your eyes are not supposed to focus on anything, so don't be capable and look here and there trying to see what people are doing or what's happening. Maintain an unfocused gaze and see what's happening to your mind. Allow the mind to move freely among the senses. Free and easy, touch and go. Thoughts, comments may arise. Don't reject them, don't follow them. Don't ignore them. Notice them, acknowledge them, let them go by coming back to your senses.
moving object catches your attention and something goes on in your mind, look at the thoughts, the thought or memory or whatever, and don't follow it, let it go, come back to your senses. Other anchor, rule of thumb, to still the monkey mind. Accept all things, don't reject, follow or ignore. Acknowledge them, anchor mind. Through the five senses. Free and easy. Touch and go. At the five senses. If you're sleepy, remember, point and shoot, hit and run. Point in the sense of directing your attention to a particular sense object. Shoot in the sense of focusing on it just for a moment. Hit and run means moving on to another object of another sense. So whether you're sitting or standing or walking around, whatever you're doing, you still make use of this same principle of other anchor. Coming back to your senses, not getting caught up in your thoughts, feelings or perceptions. 
So you please continue your practice like that, whether in any posture, whether you are seated or standing or walking around. But please maintain noble silence, uh, avoid eye-to-eye contacts, mind your own business, no reading, and just keep on watching your mind. Remember, accept all things, whatever arises, don't reject, don't follow, don't ignore. Acknowledge them and then come back to your five senses. Right? Very simple instructions. We'll do that until we meet again later.